Hello, listeners, and welcome to another episode of EdgeGuard Podcast, a podcast where we take a closer look at games on the fringe. My name is Jordan. Uh, I'm joined this fine day uh, by my co-host and good friend, Blake. Hello. Uh, Blake is with me here today to talk about video games. What? Um, I yes. thought we were. I thought we were going to talk about the state of the world, Jordan. No, no, no. See, everyone's talking about that. Oh. Uh, so we thought maybe we would do something different. Oh, okay. And talk about video games. Uh, for so we'll change the podcast, but just for this week, and then and then next week. <laughs> Normally we'll go we back talk to about coronavirus on this current podcast events about and video games, politics, right? And then we, yeah. Um. Uh. So the game that we're playing today uh, is um, called Respawn Man. Uh, which is a game that has a very simple premise, but it uh, manages to do some creative things with it. Uh, the premise is that uh, it's uh, basically a 2D platformer, a bit of a puzzle platformer, and your goal is to traverse these levels, but you find that you can't traverse the levels, and how you do it is whenever you die, your corpse stays behind, and you can uh, use that fact to get over obstacles you wouldn't normally be able to get over. So when a, when a corpse is on the ground, you have a slight boost so you can jump a little higher. Uh, if there's an obstacle, your corpse can lay on top of it to protect you from it. Uh, your corpse can cushion your fall if you're falling mm. from too high and you can also use your corpse as a canoe if you need to <laughs> traverse the water so um, yeah it gives it gives a whole new meaning to the term corpse run am i right jordan i don't know what the normal meaning of that is wait so, you don't no what is what are you talking corpse about corpse run is like uh in wow or like dark souls uh, a game where your oh, corpse when you have is to get to your corpse yes where yes, you yes. have to like okay. go back yeah. and get stuff off your corpse off your corpse yeah totally it does you have to carefully place your corpse and then yeah uh, go stand on it um and then just to in the way of credits uh, so the developer of this game is Evan Piperl, uh, also goes by Solid Plasma on, uh, Steam is and on Pearl? Twitter. I thought it was Pipe Perry. Oh, you're right. It is Piperl. That Pearl. is an L. That Sorry. is an L. Um, and then the composer of the soundtrack is, uh, Soul Eye. Is there what they go by? Yeah. Magnus um, Paulson. Did you, did you mention art, art by Leanne Opfer, Jennifer Georgia, and Alex Alaya? I did not. Okay. That was from the credits of the game. So I wanted to make oh, sure okay, to shout good. those people out. Um, but yeah, so this game is basic. I mean, I, I would say it's 100% a puzzle platformer. I think if anything, the puzzles yeah. are a little bit stronger than the platforming. Um, sure. Totally. But it's, it's not, it's um, not a super complicated game. I mean, largely your, the levels become about uh, each level you have, uh, a certain number of of lives that you are allowed uh, that you need to use to pass the level. So it's basically trying to die the right number of times to clear the, the obstacles right in your path, yeah. uh, and also be able to complete the level. Because there are definitely times where if you if you mess up a jump and uh, die unnecessarily, then you might not be able to complete the level with the number mm -hmm. of uh, of of corpses you have left. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's also worth mentioning this game did come out in 2015, which is a while ago. Uh, but whatever, man, we found it in that GDC <laughs> relief bumble, uh, bumble yeah. and we decided to, you know, let's give it a shot. Yeah, there's the the one bit of current events you'll get out of us is uh, because of coronavirus, GDC was canceled and uh, a lot of people had put money into it and we're going to be screwed by that. Listen, so Jordan, some we can get we can get back to all that next week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to, this week we're talking about a video game. 
Well, I just wanted to say that we uh, played this out of the GDC relief bundle. Yeah, that's where we where we accessed it. If you wanna, you can buy it straight on Steam if you want to. But it's yeah, also it's no uh, longer that bundle is the... no longer going by the time. Oh, you're that's right. To this, so it's actually so. pointless for me to tell you in that way, other yeah. than virtue signaling. So. Uh, <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> <laughs> um well anyway uh where do you want to start with uh this here this here game um well i want to start by just saying that i i feel like um well i just love the premise uh and i think that it's a it's a great example of one of those games where like as soon as you hear the premise like you don't even have to see it like you just hear it you uh-huh. immediately go like oh yeah there's clever <clears throat> things to do with that sure like like uh it, it um so I, I really like that. I felt like they did a good job uh, of exploring the mechanic and like many of these uh, like small number of developer games that we play in the podcast. I think mm-hmm. that it uh, they've only scratched the surface of what could be done with the, mm-hmm. the mechanic that they have presented to us. Mm-hmm. But it certainly it, it got me thinking about um, about uh, platforming in a new way. And I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it's interesting because platforming becomes less about like making the right jump and more about putting yourself in the position so that your next the next person can make the right jump. Um, yeah, it wasn't there a game that was like this, but uh, like massively multiplayer or something like that. Like you like only one like a thousand people had to die before one person could beat the game and so you were supposed that to die that definitely sounds like something that exists like vaguely that sounds familiar i could not tell you the name of of such a game yeah or the it was specifics. like one of uh, it, i feel like it went like semi-viral yeah for sure uh, yeah well this is yeah so the, anyways this is something similar but you know you're doing it yourself and and trying to be strategic but yeah it is like you know you're always intentionally trying to kill yourself yeah uh, which is a, a fun inversion of the of the grammar of the the platformer so yeah um, that was cool yeah uh i guess i did want to ask you um just sort of like thematically about uh <laughs> what you thought about this game because i mean the setup yeah it's it's kind of like uh your character dies and the grim reaper's like haha i'm gonna get you and then gotcha. it's like just kidding and it's like wait what um <laughs> but then the 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 game it has kind of this funny like uh, dichotomy of like the game is bright and colorful it it just looks like a normal platformer but then all the font is like this like blood dripping i'm i'm relatively certain it's the font chiller from uh microsoft office uh 2007 <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm deeply impressed that you know that i mean it, it might just be a lookalike font but i remember uh chiller being like the the spooky font for when you want to do <laughs> creepy stuff so it's just kind of this like funny thing of where like your characters hopping around and dying all the time, but it's just like uh, brightly bright colors and the music by Magnus uh, Paulson uh, Soli, as they're known, who also did the soundtrack for uh, a more uh, famous game, V V V V V V V. Um, the, the music is pretty uh, pretty upbeat and actually very fun. So um, it I, is I good. I like the music. Uh, although on the topic of sound, while I'm thinking of this. I did not like the sound that it makes when you've poisoned yourself. The f- the the farting sounds. Yes, it's like this horrible wet squishy fart, and I just <laughs> was like, no. And you have to point. And there's some levels where you have to poison yourself a lot yeah. in order to traverse it. Uh, I guess to explain that mechanic, it's just uh, sure you 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 uh, 
pick up the poison and uh, you'll die in 10 seconds. So it gives yeah. you um, I, uh, the ability to place your corpse a little more strategically. Well, I, um, I liked, I actually liked the, the, the poison mechanic. I, it was one that oh, no, uh, I did too. I just hated the sound. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 I do want to talk about poison cause it was one of the things that it, I didn't expect it. Um, cause I was kind of just expecting, you know, the standard, like the first, uh, puzzle it presents you with is like, all right, there's a pit of spikes. You can't jump all the way across, but the first time you try, you'll land somewhere in the middle and die and your body will sort of lay on top of the spikes. And then the next life you can, uh, jump across that gap, land on the, your body that's standing on the spikes and then use that to get the rest of the way across. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was kind of expecting that sort of thing. And then the poison, um, so as Jordan mentioned, uh, once you, uh, quote unquote, ingest the poison, once you pick up the poison pickup, you have 10 seconds, uh, until you die. So you can kind of position your body, but also, uh, they use it as a way to, um, sort of, uh, give you a time crunch in a level. Cause there are, uh, some yeah. levels where you have to, uh, get into different positions while, uh, poison, you have to poison yourself and then quickly, get to other position it added some yeah it's an interesting way to add stakes to your uh platforming uh to make you really really want to not miss is by having you have to yeah. like set up a corpse in the middle of some spikes and then go get the poison jump back over to where the spikes mm -hmm. are jump onto the spikes onto the corpse you left on the spikes earlier and then jump again all with uh you know 10 seconds counting down is it added a nice uh uh tension that was uh that was that was fun for sure yeah, totally. I mean, you can tell that one of the things that was uh, sort of designed around in this game is it's like when you take away, when you turn the primary loss condition uh -huh. of a platformer, which is, you know, dying, uh, and turn it into a mechanic that you have to use, mm -hmm. you have to find new ways to, like, constrain the player and turn it into something difficult. So puzzles, obviously, is one way. Uh, then this time, the time crunch, as you describe, is another way. And then the design decision they made was to give you a, a fixed number of lives per level, or at mm -hmm. least for some levels, or, or most levels. There are a couple yeah, where you have infinite. Uh, well, um, those are kind of special cases, though. Yes, the the final level and then a couple bonus levels do. I didn't get through all the bonus levels, but I got all the, through all the main yeah, game. I didn't get it to any of the bonus levels. I gave up on the the final the the boss level because I got oh, to like right at the end where I could see the end, and I was like, and then I died, and I was like, I don't feel like doing. That <laughs> okay, so but here's here's the question. <laughs> Did you make the same mistake I did on the final level of assuming that in order to push the button on the, so you know how it's like three tiers you have uh -huh. to get through on the top tier, that button, I assumed you had to let the zombies walk on it to push it. Did you make that same stupid? Wait, what, why is that stupid? What's because what you do is you stand on it and when a zombie runs into you, you die and then your corpse just stays there. And so then the door will stay oh open rather than God. being open for one second. Because no. when it's open, oh uh, my God, so I probably would make the same I, mistake. I, I probably would have finished the game if not for that. Because the reason I gave up is I spent so long it doing takes that part. So long because you the, have to you have to jump across it, turn around so the zombie will be facing the right way, yep. and then die, and then you have to wait for the zombie to get to the right place. Yeah. Oh man. Oh my it's well, maddening and I, I did it a bunch of times before I realized like oh you can just let I was like I, I wish I could just kill myself right here and then I was like oh wait, wait the a zombies second. kill oh you oh my god they do damn it yeah I, I that's why I gave up is because I did that a billion times and then I uh, messed up a jump later on in the level and I'm like I really do not want to do all that <laughs> again so I'm just gonna ask Jordan what happens at the end because 
I'm sure it's fine. But we, we, I guess we should talk about that, that like final level, which is that after you finish all the level, like the main levels, then the game has a little scene where death is like, ah, he won't die. So then I'll make his corpses come back to life. So then, uh, every other time you die, um, Mm -hmm. your corpse, rather than just laying where you died, it will stand back up and become a zombie and walk around until it, uh, you know, fall somewhere and dies or whatever. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that definitely, I don't know. I think it was one of the, the things that didn't quite work for me was like, I, everything's been building up to this totally different mechanic that is like less, more cumbersome and, uh, uh, more it's, it's like, it takes a long time, but not in like a fun or interesting way for me. It was kind of like, all right um i'm over yeah it. it's um it you know what it reminded me of uh what? so do you ever f- play and finish braid no i did not i I'm, oh. I'm glad you you brought up braid because i uh i was gonna bring it up later but uh tell me you, you can spoil braid so at this there's, point. A, there's a shadow old. uh there's a mechanic on one level where uh you you have like the shadow self yeah. so you do something and then you rewind uh-huh. And then when you press play again, uh, your shadow self will do whatever you did, but you're now free to do something different. Sure. So you can kind of have like two threads of action running at the same time. Yeah. And uh, and it is it's really interesting at first. You're like, whoa, this is crazy. This totally recontextualizes how I think about the levels. Mm-hmm. But then you go through a couple levels, and it quickly becomes by far the worst one. Yeah. Because it's like Jesus Christ. Every time I mess up, I have to reset yeah. this crazy long. I have to do this something twice now every time sure. that I mess up. And it reminded me of, of that here because when I first saw the person getting up, I was like, it was the same thing where I was like, oh, this is this is interesting. Oh, this novel. This changes how I think about it. Like, oh, now I, I have to not just place it in a specific spot, but set it up so it will be in a certain spot. Uh-huh. But then you die a few times and suddenly you're like, dear God. Yeah. Yeah. This <laughs> is more tedious. I'm I'm gl- I'm glad you uh, brought up a uh, a uh, criticism of Jonathan Blow. I love to uh, I love to level criticism of Jonathan Blow because half the time his puzzle design are like brilliant and unmatched, and then the other half the time he thinks they're brilliant. They're just really fucking annoying. Yeah, and I actually feel like that that the shadow puzzle really encapsulates Jonathan oh, Blow yeah. very well Absolutely. because it's like on a purely like abstract design level you're like oh yeah but then playing it you're like i want to die yeah and that's like (laughs) half the puzzles in the witness the witness would be if the witness was like 15 hours instead of 40 i feel like it'd be an incredible puzzle game instead it's an (laughs) incredible puzzle game wrapped in a in a media in with a lot of or packaged together with a bunch of bad to mediocre puzzles and then also as some, well like, as some galaxy brain. Movie yeah. Clips. Some really, some really like <laughs> ham fisted of uh, philosophical musings. Um, <laughs> yeah. anyway, uh, the, the Jonathan, Jonathan blow roasting hour, uh, is now, uh, is now closed <laughs> back to, to a completion. Back to Please send your comments. Yeah. I, I did. I guess the comparison I wanted to make between this and braid was a, obviously a platformer with, unique puzzle elements but also uh this is gonna be a little bit mean but a platformer that has interesting uh puzzle mechanics but doesn't actually feel that good to platform oh (laughs) although i do actually i do think this feels better than braid braid is just like so sluggish and floaty um yeah i found this one to be like a little bit rough around the edges but overall mostly sound um 
the the one thing that I found continually frustrating was the hitboxes on those spikes because they're, yeah, they're I, very clearly... The, I think I even know which level did it for you because that was the one that I hadn't noticed the hitboxes for the spikes uh-huh. really bothering me until one level when they drove me insane. Is it the it one was, where you have to like uh jump over like four spikes in a row uh what was that called it was called like triathlon or something no it wasn't that one the one that was driving me insane was um i forget what it was it's called like mirror or something like that yeah the symmetry the one called like symmetry something symmetry yeah yeah uh that one was the one where just because you have to bounce up to that middle level yeah and just the the window is so small and you, yeah. you'll hit the spike when well, it seems like you shouldn't well the thing or is, you, is you'll hit the the body of the spike and you'll die and it won't feel like it should have killed you yeah well the the thing is is that the hitbox of the spike is basically a square even though the spike is a triangle um it's actually oh, did you experiment with that at all okay yeah yeah uh basically i mean the same is true in a lot of games like i'm pretty sure mario and celeste like the hitboxes are always um Mm. like or hitboxes are generally like a square however in those games either the spike takes up more of the square because it's not like just a straight up triangle with the base being the same as the square or they kind of fudge it by having the hitbox be actually a little bit below where the tips of the spikes are but also covering the sides a little bit to kind of like it kind of ends up feeling a little bit more um, fun when you feel like you thought you Mm -hmm. were going to hit by spikes, but didn't because you just like narrowly dodge the corner and because the hitbox actually isn't there uh, versus what happens in this game, which is that you aren't touching the spike at all. Like the visual representation of the spike, you are not touching and you have died. It's uh, yeah. I mean, the one thing that might be tricky might have been tricky in implementing that is just uh because it has to the plane of the spike has to be not only a spot you die but it has to also be a vir- virtual floor where yes. your, your yeah where your corpse can lay, can lay. they maybe were worried that if they if they did the fudging i mean i guess you just have two different layers you can have yeah. the spot that you go to when you die and then the spot that causes you to die yeah um, i, I think just maybe look, it might look weird if you like weren't level with it as a dead corpse um yeah i think i think maybe just having uh something other than a spike uh be representative like just, yeah i was thinking of that too here's like a block where something. if you touch it you die i mean i could yeah I just can like bad block with that. yeah <laughs> no good draw, make it red and draw an angry face on it and uh i'll, I'll get the i'll get the <laughs> picture ah, bad ah bad i i like that i i picture homer simpson saying that and just based <laughs> on the tone you just used oh bad <laughs> um anyway what uh with the with the what are we doing what are we talking about video games um so did you have any uh levels that uh stuck out to you as being particularly fun um i'm trying to think i feel like uh like i mentioned the ones with the the poison where you kind of have to like set up the level and then like grab the point like there's one particular one i don't remember what it was called where you had to set up like four corpses like two on buttons one on a river and one on some spikes and then uh so you had like six total lives and at the end you just grab the poison you have to jump across all these things to get there i thought that one was pretty fun i don't remember what it was called but i i just i liked the the time pressure of like having Mm -hmm. having the clock ticking down uh you know fart noises notwithstanding um i thought it was uh you know (laughs) 
Yeah, uh, like and I you know one one sort of added benefit of the time constraint is that uh, one of the pitfalls of this um, potential pitfalls uh, for level design with a mechanic like this is uh, uh, we we sort of touched on this, but just the amount of resetting you have to do when you mess up. Oh sure. Uh, and the advantage of the time constraint is that if the level is built around you only having like. 10 seconds per life then it'll mm -hmm. naturally like comp uh, compress it in that way sure um, yeah so although, yeah i did i did like those levels as well yeah although i will say uh it is a reasonable criticism to uh to level at this game that sometimes uh levels take a lot of setup to do the thing and the setup isn't particularly as interesting uh and if you as execution there, whatever, there yeah, yeah there are some of them that take like four or five lives to set up uh, and then it's kind of like by the time you're going to actually finish the level, you're kind of like going through the motions. And if you mess yeah. it up at that point, it's pretty frustrating. There, I've, I only really felt that with like two or three levels mm. uh, toward. And most of those were toward the end where they were really asking you to sort of like pile stuff yeah. on. Um, yeah, that's uh, the, uh, you know, perennial uh, difficulty of the puzzle platform as a genre, right? That sure. like at a certain point you solve the level in your head before yeah. you do with the controller and then it any time spent after that moment it uh, gets less and less fun because like okay i know what i need to do i just keep failing to do it um, yeah it's actually now that you mention it it's kind of like the the um sort of defining balance of a of a puzzle platformer is uh balancing how interesting or difficult to solve the puzzle is to how fun it is to to uh, traverse enact, the level, yeah. enact the solution uh, mm -hmm. by playing the level as a platformer. Um, it's it's something that uh, I don't know. Some games do better than others. I feel like Celeste is For definitely sure. more platformer than puzzle, but I think uh, Celeste does a really good job. Have you played that game? Oh yeah, Celeste yeah. was incredible. Yeah, Celeste is so good. Earlier when you were talking about that Jonathan Blow, like your shadow following you, I'm remembering that part where. Uh, the evil version of yourself oh, yeah. is falling. See, and that's a that one does not feel slow at all. Although, again, Celeste isn't really about puzzling. I mean, there's a few places where yeah. you have to and, like, and that is one of the places where I would say you're having to figure out what you need to do. But the thing Celeste does is they have most of the rooms be super short, and you when you die, you start in the same room you just died in, and it's super fast. Instantly. So, yeah, oh, man, Celeste is so good. Um, yeah, you could die like three times in two seconds. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so um, for sure. Um, I like. I think my favorite level, or at least one that's uh, coming to mind uh, for this game, is. Uh, do you remember this one where there's all that crazy wind in that one room where you have to get the oh, poison? Oh God! Over the place? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I don't know why I like that one because at the beginning I remember being like, "Oh, this is a this yeah. has to be a chore." But I I just found that one really. I guess maybe it was just a little bit con the contingency of the fact that once I did solve it, uh -huh. uh, I immediately succeeded on my first try. Yeah. Or maybe like second try. Uh -huh. Um, uh, so I, I didn't get annoyed with it, but yeah, that I mean, one felt especially satisfying when I completed it. I was like, yes. Yeah. I will say like that level. I know I said, Oh God, as if I didn't like that level. I did like that level because I think that's one of the ones where you have just the right amount of setup and it's quick enough when mm -hmm. you, uh, fail to have to reset. I was just saying, Oh God, at that specific obstacle of like, here's poison floating in the million and a bunch of a million 
of those wind, wind and things then that push you around. Spikes, yeah. Because I kind of just felt like uh, the first two times I tried it, I just died basically at random because there's uh, mm-hmm. kind of kind of almost no way to uh, to control uh, where exactly you're gonna go. Yeah, um, that maybe that exact specific part is a little crazy. But yeah. I, there was one moment uh, in that level that I I noticed was a a, a very kind design decision, mm-hmm. which is that when you're going um, from the poison onto the platform to get from one room to another because it kind of has a two-room structure. Yeah. It's like one opening between the two. Mm-hmm. There's a gust of wind pushing you down. So you get hit by it, it'll kill you. Yeah. Um, but they they place it so it'll only happen to you once because yep. if you do, happens to you again, you'll get pushed into your corpse rather than yeah. uh, death. And I thought that was a nice yeah, the- way because you easily could have just done it, just make the platform smaller. Sure. And it, to force them to dodge the gust yeah and it just kills you on a lower like you'll go all the way down um but they they implemented it so you'll you know just get punished by that once and then uh, yeah i don't know i felt like that was that was nice yeah in in general i i I really liked the whole uh corpses dead near fall thing as well i think i did too uh, it actually reminds me of something else i wanted to talk about which is that uh you have fall damage in a platformer which is like what uh, oh yeah. Uh, but yeah. I mean, I, I my sense of that was they were just trying to find more ways to, you know, to die, right? Yeah, like, and I mean, I think that works. Um, yeah, I think totally. uh, in in many cases, uh, adding fall damage on a platformer is like a really good way to make your platform platformer super uh, frustrating. But when they add the caveat that like, oh, but if you've landed in this spot before, if mm-hmm, you land on yourself yeah. again, as long as you have enough lives, uh, that'll save you one time. And in, in fact it ends up being the solution to several levels is that you have to mm-hmm. kind of like, uh, uh, you know, sacrifice yourself, uh, by jumping off a big cliff so that with your last life, you can jump and land on your corpse. And mm-hmm. I don't know, it's, it's one of those weird, like extremely video gamey mechanics, uh, that like, if you think about the reality of, uh, the realities of fall damage, it's like, what? Uh, <laughs> it actually, it's funny because I, so I've been re replaying, um, shadow of the colossus on the ps4 um which is one of my favorite games really enjoying going back to it but um there was a part where i had climbed up somewhere um i had left my horse at the bottom of this uh big structure and climbed up to the top of it and realized i was going the wrong way uh and then i was like oh god i don't have to like climb all the way back down this thing and then i looked and i could see my horse was still standing down there and i'm like you have a lot of air control in this game i bet you i could land on that horse <laughs> so i jumped from like 300 feet up and i totally landed on the horse and took no damage even though it definitely would have killed me <laughs> if i wouldn't have landed on the horse incredible uh, and it's i don't know it's one of those silly video game things <laughs> so even in shadow of the colossus which is like you know kind of going for a little bit more of a, I guess not a realistic vibe, but sort of a more um, inhospitable and less gamey uh, aesthetic. Uh, you could still just, you know, jump from hundreds of feet in the air. And as long as you land on the back of your horse, be totally fine. Yeah. As long as you land on a corpse, uh, yeah. you can fall from any height. It's just like that's, real life. That's very practical. Yeah. I'm sure just if you, like Oh God, now I'm thinking of the actual implications of in real life, jumping from a high height onto a corpse and they're extremely My unpleasant. God. Yeah. You know, people are not actually that uh, cushy. 
No, they're not. In, <laughs> a lot of bones yeah. in there. Yeah, there'd be a lot of bad stuff happening. We should move on. <laughs> um, okay, one thing I felt like I definitely need to say, because you weren't able to beat the final level, uh, is how it ends. Oh, okay. So the there's another cutscene with death where your character says, if this is eternal life, uh, I, I forget exactly what the wording is, but something effective like, never dying is torture uh-huh. uh and so they were like please let me die wow <laughs> and death's like okay uh n- from now on you only have one life use it wisely and then they like walk away like arm in arm like they've wow <laughs> uh, they've reached a compromise lovely uh, <laughs> oh that's kind of nice. that's fun i like that <laughs> it was very amusing um uh but you know you didn't get to see it so you missed nope. out in nope. a big way yeah, I'm a failure. I, th- I thought you were going to say uh, because uh, I didn't finish the game that you're better than me and like glowed at me. Seems seems oh, kind of Oh, you know, I didn't want to do that this time, although it's something I'm often want yeah, to I do. Mean, we were t- it wasn't that. That was last <laughs> week that we were talking about. How you, you always are I determined always to do better than me. a little bit me. longer. Uh-huh. No, this was, no, that's only in uh, high score based games. Yeah. You know, because if you have a scoreboard, the game's asking you that. I feel like that's a design decision. Oh, yeah, it's, for uh, sure. It's, it's intended way to be played is comparing yourself to your friends yeah but uh, i guess not to the extent of like uh, i must do it until i'm no longer having fun to uh prove supremacy over my friends uh, uh oh well Blake, you sweet summer child whatever jordan whatever uh do you have anything else you'd like to say about this game um um uh i don't think i do uh, i guess just wanted to give out another just shout out that I think it's clever. Uh, I like the, uh, the exploration of the mechanic and, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it weirdly like reminded me of, uh, of different puzzle platformers, uh, in interesting ways. Like I already mentioned the braid comparison, but in the way that you have to use like corpses as if they were like, uh, physical objects for I mean they are physical objects but treat them mm-hmm. only as a physical object for traversing a level also reminded me of inside in a way uh, you don't oh, do it with your own corpse sure. but inside is also about like using bodies yeah. as a uh, uh, platform it's about body um, horror platforming yeah so um so yeah I thought it was a, a, a clever um take on the genre so yeah absolutely uh, well, with that, um, I think we should tell the people about the game we're going to be playing next week, which is an oh, an interesting one. one I'm very excited about. It's called Soon Only the Ocean. So basically, this game, the premise is that it, it takes place on this island and uh, there's a real-time component where over the cor- course of one month, um, the landscape of the island will change in some way. I'm not really sure exactly how. Technically, it started, I think, yesterday or the day before, um, and it goes until, I think it ends May 5th or something like that. So, I guess it, maybe it was two days ago, maybe it was, or, it, April 5th, I think, is when when mm. it, it first started. So, um, we'll be checking in with that game for next week. We're not really sure <laughs> going forward how we're going to check back in. I think... We'd like to, at the very least, like sort of see how it is at the end. Um, hopefully, we'll be checking back up on it, you know, every couple of days. Um, whether or not we record episode, like you know, four episodes about it, or about one um, game, yeah. maybe just one or two, we'll see. Um, I think mm-hmm. we sort of have to play the game and see what's going on with it before we yeah. decide that. 
but we'll definitely yeah. be talking about it next week um and probably and at least possibly mentioning again it. at the end like a post-mortem probably yeah we'll, um, we'll we'll see we'll see how it goes um yeah for sure but uh you can find uh soon on the ocean at mjm.itch.io slash s-o-t-o um and if you want a convenient uh clickable hyperlink for that uh you can follow us on twitter why don't you tell the people about twitter jordan uh, yeah, so if you want to uh, get updates on the podcast, games we play, the creators, uh, general podcast news, you should follow us at EdgeGuardCast on Twitter. That's uh, that's where all our updates come out. That's where we maintain contact with the fandom. And it's where if you have a recommendation for a game you want us to play or just thoughts about a game we have played, uh, you should tweet at us there. We are always excited uh, to hear from listeners. So uh, if you want to be a part of that conversation, at EdgeGuardCast on twitter um follow us there uh we'll be playing soon only the ocean next week and uh we will talk to you then